Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. Today, I'm joined by the coordinator of faith development, Debbie Gross, as she reflects on her experiences at Loris. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications. It is wonderful to have my guest with me, who is a bright ray of sunshine on a very gloomy day today, Debbie Gross. Debbie, welcome to the Duhawk Digest. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> so you're here in your 25th year at Loris. I am. I am. Hard <laughs> to believe, but I am. Well, well, does it feel like you've been here 25 you years? No, it doesn't. You know, I really understand now when people say how time goes so quickly. And I keep joking this year that I'm in my 25th year, but I'm really in my first year because of the COVID and everything looking different. So I'm learning just along with students and everybody else <laughs> this year. So, well, well, let's go back to the, your actual first year. Okay. Uh, what, what was it that brought you to Loris? Well, um, previous to Loris, um, I had done youth ministry and worked with high school students, middle school and high school students a lot. And then um, when we moved to Dubuque, I decided to take a little time away and just be home with my kids because they were really little. And I thought, gosh, you know, it's so much nights and weekends when you're in youth ministry. And I didn't want my kids growing up hating the church because mom's in it all the time and taking her away from them. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided that I was going to just take a little time. So I stayed home for a few years while they were little. And then um, when we were in Dubuque, and so um, actually Loris contacted me and asked me if I would consider doing campus ministry. At that time, it was called campus ministry. And so I came in, interviewed, talked to them, and just said, you know, if being mom can come first, because that was my biggest concern still, because the girls were little. Mm -hmm. And they said, really, this is a part-time job. At that time, it was just half-time. They said, we can work around your schedule and so that you don't have to miss things. So it was perfect. Um, and so that's kind of how I started. And I did that for quite a few years. And then when the girls were a little bit older, it turned into full-time. And so then... Yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> Here I am, 25 years later. So what was that initial role then? What was it that uh, that you actually did? Um, kind of the same thing, Robert, pretty okay. much. Um, I was in charge, I have been always in charge of the RCIA, which is Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, for anybody who comes in and is interested in looking at the Catholic Church. And sometimes they come here as students and try to figure out, okay, um, they meet friends, they go to church with them, and they say, you know, I'm really interested in finding out more about the Catholic Church, and what a good opportunity to do that when you're at a Catholic school, it's a good time to learn. So they come through just to learn, you know, maybe with no intention of becoming Catholic. Other ones come in with, you know what, I, I'm really liking this and I'm really interested. And so we kind of walk through that, okay, this is a journey that we're gonna go through kind of all year long, and you're gonna kind of, um, it's a stepping stone, you just kind of work through and, and are, trying to figure out if this is something that you see yourself in. Sometimes they have just never been confirmed. They're Catholic, but did not get confirmed in high school. You know, sports or other things got in the way and they just couldn't fit it in. And so they say, now I'm ready, I wanna do that. We have students who have never been baptized, you know, that say, you know, now it's my time. And I feel like when students come into college, it's their time to kind of figure out their own faith. Whatever it was, you know, at home, you know, whatever mom and dad and the family practice, that's kind of what they did. 
And then they come to Loris and it's like, okay, now I'm on my own and I got to figure out what does this mean for me, you know, taking on faith kind of as an adult. And so just getting to walk with them through that process is such a gift because they, um, you know, they're just so full of inquiry and excited and just have so many questions. But also I learn so much from them always because, because of their questions and just our conversations and things that it's been a really neat process. So that's one big piece. Um, Another piece is retreats, and that's a big thing. And so we have a big variety of retreats, typically. Um, we have one called Antioch that I'm sure a lot of our alums are aware of because that's um, kind of a favorite. I think a lot of students will say, boy, two things you got to do, have to do when you're at college is you need to go on a service trip sometime and you need to go on an Antioch. And so uh, that has been a really powerful weekend, just a weekend retreat away students lead it for other students once they've been on as a candidate then they can lead it on team and so that's once every semester and so i've been doing that for a long long time and also we have a discovery confirmation retreat that we've been doing for as long as i've been here and actually before where we do confirmation retreats for high school students who are going through confirmation and so we put teams of college students together and then the parishes come to us and we put a day-long retreat on for them. Do that four times a year. And it's a lot of fun, both for the high school students and the college students. They, they enjoy that. So that's another retreat. Um, and then we do retreats where we go out to the monastery or Mississippi Abbey, because those are both close to us mm -hmm. for the day. Um, have day-long meditation retreat kind of things. We've had retreats for first-year students, for seniors, just a variety of things. And it kind of ebbs and flows depending on the students that are here at the time, you know, what they decide that they kind of want to try. And, you know, I'm always open to new ideas. So that's kind of how we've launched a lot of different retreats over the years. But those are some of the main ones that we've done. Okay. So how have you seen... Uh since you started, how much has the Spiritual Life Office kind of evolved and changed in that time? A lot. Yeah. A lot, yes. It's grown um, by leaps and bounds. And I, I give a lot of credit there to President Collins. You know, he's definitely um, an advocate for our spirituality at Loris and thinks it's really important that we have that. So we're able to have you know, a large team in Spiritual Life uh, with having service a service trip coordinator who does service and peace and justice. We have Stacia, our director, um, and then we have our chaplain. We have our liturgist that works on all of our liturgies. And am I forgetting anybody? There's six of us. I think that's all. Oh, no, then we have um, a interfaith coordinator that's part-time, Tanya. So, yeah, so, so that's our regular team. Then we also have FOCUS missionaries that have been with us for quite a, quite a few years, and that stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students. It's a national organization, and they're just fresh out of college, and they come here as young missionaries to work with college students. And primarily they work with Bible studies, getting groups together for Bible studies, and then they say they're you know working, obviously, to disciple these young people to kind of just live better lives. And so um, that's been a really neat thing. So that makes 10 of us. And then we're able to have a lot of student interns, which I think is a very big thing that's happened over the last couple of years, where we were allowed to bring in student interns and pay them. So they're learning the whole way of ministry. Um, I have my own 
Faith Formation intern, Macy Helley, who's wonderful, and she helps a lot with cre helping me to create and come up with new ideas. Um, right now, we just have launched um, First Year Fridays for our first year students, especially right now in the midst of COVID, trying to help them to um, have something to communicate or to do. And so we're having different activities for them on Friday nights that are safe, that they can be doing. And especially now with um, retreats as they, as we know them, have been, you know, postponed for now sure. to yeah. be safe. And so we're trying to think outside the box and do some new and different things. But yes, we have interns in all different areas um, there too in spiritual life under, you know, each of, of us have one or two interns. So that too has been so good. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we are able to go above and beyond and do so much more out of spiritual life because we're allowed to have such a great staff. And are you seeing that expansion a little bit happening from just the student involvement, really kind of the, the students driving like, well, we need more because the students are, are Actually, are that has been more. a really big thing. I've noticed because I meet with a lot of potential students when they come to visit and they say they'd like to stop into spiritual life and meet us. And in meeting them, I'm finding that there's a lot of hunger for, I want to find a college that is deep in their spirituality and has things to offer that I can get involved in. And oftentimes I'm proud and impressed with the fact that students visiting say, wow, I cannot believe I've visited how many colleges. And it's amazing what you guys are offering, especially the size of your college. I can't believe it, that there's that many opportunities. And, you know, again, I always say, well, you know, a lot of that is due to our administration and really believing in the fact that spirituality is a big piece of helping their development while they're here. So it's been really, really positive in that way. Yeah, well, and I guess looking back then, obviously, especially with the role that you play, you're working very closely with students, kind of like you said, kind of walking with them on that journey as they develop. I mean, what kind of, how does that, how, what kind of relationships are re basically coming out of that for you? You know, that's probably one of my most difficult things. I always tell them jokingly at graduation, I'm not going to like anybody ever again. This is too hard. Because <laughs> I do get really close to them, obviously working and walking with them in the, you know, as they're growing in their faith, whether it is through the retreat work, you know, and have leaders in the retreats that I work very closely with, or in spiritual direction. Um, I meet one-on-one -on -one with students a lot of times as they're kind of trying to explore their faith. And I do get so close to them that it's very, very hard when they, when they leave mm -hmm. to say goodbye. But I keep telling myself, well, if I let them go, the world will be a better place. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the only way I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do get very, very close. And my husband teases me all the time that we're, one of us is going to have to take out another part-time job just um, to pay for going to all the weddings that <laughs> we get invited to. <laughs> One year we counted and it was 15 weddings. <laughs> so oh, wow. It was a lot. So they leave, but it's not like they're gone. Right. You, you're yes. still Stay well connected with them. Yes. That's great. Yes, and that's been just really a neat gift that um, a lot of our alums. In fact, that was something that I did in the start of the COVID last spring when we were all told that we needed to work from home. And I was trying to think and be creative what I could do myself. And I thought, I'm just going to sit down with my cell phone and I'm going to start calling everybody, every Duhawk that's in my phone and check up on them and just see how they're doing. And I didn't realize over the years how many I had accumulated and it ended up being like, um, I think it was 160 some. So it took me a few weeks, but I just kept calling and a lot of them were alums and some were current students. 
and just checking on them, but I couldn't get over how many alums were so appreciative and said, oh, I just appreciate you calling and getting in touch again. And I think then they got excited just, you know, re, re remembering everything that they did mm -hmm. when they were at Laura's and we you know laughed and talked about that and it was good for me to just hear where they're at today and how even their own involvements now you know many of them are married and have families and you know just how they're implementing their faith and all that kind of thing that it was it was really a powerful experience for me to get to do that so well, that's great yeah. and, and again looking back then I mean of all those relationships I mean what kind of individuals or memories really stand out kind of looking back and like yeah probably more memories because you know mm -hmm. i'm not going to make you start naming names and saying this person is more important than this person obviously, no but. no <laughs> um i think one of the things that has been a really powerful experience for me has been my experience with um students from columbia that i um my daughter when she was here megan um roomed with uh louisa and from Columbia and they got very close and when Louisa finished she got a teaching job here in town and so at that time Megan had moved home to finish her student teaching and and then start working and so I said to Louisa why don't you just move to our place and save money you know you're gonna be right there at resurrection so close so she did and we got even closer and um, I was you know, Terry and I were blessed to get to go to Columbia. Um, her family would stay with us when they came to visit, and then we got to go there, and they rolled out the red carpet. So just a lot of powerful experiences that we had together. Um, but one of the, probably the most powerful, was um, watching Louisa then getting, she got married, and they were pregnant with twins. And then um, in the midst of that, they lost the twins, and it was very, very difficult for us to watch, but she had called Terry and I because her parents couldn't get back from Columbia quick enough um, to be at the hospital with them. And so she called us and Terry and I went and were there actually um, in the room with um, the birth of the children and watching them and their faith just blew me out of the water. Um, you know, wow, they were praying over their babies and um, it just showed me so much about faith and how we have some of the most incredible students that outside of here, you know, when you start seeing their lives and how they carry out what they, you know, obviously some of that was just in her, you know, and in Jarrett too, but watching them praying with doctors and nurses at Iowa City and having the doctors and nurses in tears saying, you know, that they were transformed because of them. Those kind of things just stick with you forever. And I just think, I wouldn't have had that experience most likely if I had not been here and gotten to know her and you know and she worked so closely in spiritual life with us and then of course with my daughter but that that's one that stands out as such a huge thing but you know many many others too that you know watching them go on and do such powerful things that that's where I've learned to say okay I'm letting them go so they can go out and make the world a better place. <laughs> well, and that's that's actually a really interesting component to, I mean, for your role as, you know, the coordinator of the faith formation, obviously you're working with the students and building their faith, but really it's as much building your faith too, oh, to, to be able to be part of this. Robert. Yeah, I would say probably more. I, I keep thinking I get more than what I give all the time. People tease me, you know, about how happy I am in my job. And I keep saying, I love what I do. And 
and I tell students all the time, make sure that when you choose a career, it's something that you're going to love doing because it's a lot of your life. So make sure that you do love it. But yeah, I've said many times that um, my only fear right now is that heaven could be a disappointment <laughs> because I just love what I do. And I'm just so happy <laughs> here at Laura. So yeah, it's, it's been a good place. My husband teases me a lot because I am a graduate actually of Briarcliff College in Sioux City. And Terry went here, and so we, when dated, we were dating, we teased each other and joked all the time about which college was better. And then, of course, years go by, and I get hired at Loris, and one day I came home and I said something about my college, and he said, excuse me, did you say that about Loris? And I said, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I love Briarcliff, and I always will, but yes, Loris is definitely my college. Being here 25 years, I just... Yep, I love my Duhawks. Yeah, well, and you've got a lot of you have multiple connections now to Loris, not I just do. not just your I husband. But yeah, obviously right. you mentioned your both your daughters. Kids, yeah. Yep, went here, and so yeah, absolutely. And my son, one son-in-law did. So yes, so so I, like, yeah, that connection's running deep, mm-hmm. deeper and deeper as, very as we go much, along. So. Very much so. Yeah. Obviously, your twenty-fifth year is distinctly different than any of the previous twenty-four. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> with the pandemic. So, Definitely. and and you touched a little bit about some of the, like how do you making some modifications and kind mm-hmm. of how do we move yep. forward. But yep. how are you seeing the? it impact the students in terms of their faith formation. And, and obviously this is, this is a, a unique challenge. That's a great question. And it has been a, a huge challenge and students are really hungry for more. Um, interesting. You know, the, the first, first year Friday that we had, um, we did it, obviously we zoomed and the, one of the students said, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm sitting in my room by myself and I came to college so I could meet other people. And I'm just so anxious to meet people and to get involved in spiritual life and anything that we have. And that just really told me, okay, we need to be finding lots of ways that we can do this. So I, I've been impressed with the students trying to find ways to, you know, get together in small group, you know, whether it's, you know, to pray together or whether it's to have conversations, discussions, and then trying to figure figure out safely how they can do that too in smaller groups you know outside of the rooms now like obviously when we're allowed to come back you know be out on Mm -hmm. campus as long as um, we're being safe so we've been trying to think outside the box and say okay what can we do Um, an example of that is we're going to try Wednesday nights like um, after Wednesday night mass that's typically been that was started a long long time ago out of Antioch and so the Antioch community, so my Antioch leaders are trying to be creative and think of what's something we could do safely after Mass for just a short time that maybe we could bring people together to meet each other and have some discussions. So they're going to try to kick that off um, hopefully very soon mm-hmm. to have students just, especially the first years. You know, I, I think it's it's hard on everybody, but I think of our first years because they're you know, also trying to meet people right mm-hmm. now. Right. And that's a big purpose of coming to college. So yeah, trying to, to think of different ways like that, that we can be doing, um, you know, our peace and justice have been doing some different activities, um, like the marches and different things like that. We're obviously safe, safely, you know, keeping distance outside. We keep being told the more we can do outside, the better, mm-hmm. um, our liturgies, you know, we, we've tried to do that in the grotto and, you know, as long as the weather permits that, mm-hmm. but also have safely set up, you know, the chapel at Christ the King so that people can, can come to Mass there as well. But, yeah, it's a different world, Robert. We're yeah. all learning together. Yeah. It's just, it's really, um, I keep saying, wow, when is someone going to wake me up? This is the worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it is. But then we also, I think, there's new things that have happened, too. I talked to some students who said, wow, this summer, 
Like I never would have been home and I never would have sat and played board games with my family again or had meals with my family. So there's been some beautiful things and that's what I keep trying to help them think about is what are the good things that have come mm-hmm. from that? Let's concentrate on that and just thank God. Like how are you gonna change your life when this is even, the COVID has passed us and we're moving on. You know, what will we do differently? Hopefully we mm-hmm. will have more of a priority to have family time together and not lose that when we realize how much we we had missed that. Right. It, it's it's a unique challenge, but it's still a something that, you know, building that faith, it's still, we we work through it regardless of what the obstacles that we're facing. So Absolutely. Yep. But, yeah. So, yeah. well, Debbie, thank you so much for, for coming in here well, and chatting with me. thanks for inviting me. This is good for me to reminisce, yeah. too, after... <laughs> in 25 years now the students that listen to this are going to know how old i really am (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) sad young at heart that's what matters i am i I love the students they're great but thank you again And thank you to uh, Trent Hanselman, who is the production guru who makes me sound much better than I really am. But So a quick thanks to Trent. And then thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. You can also find more podcast episodes on iTunes and Spotify, so be sure to check them out. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. And until then, take care of yourselves and each other. And go Dewhawks! Hawks.